Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome to our Friday show. It's been a little while since we've been here, but we're here today, and that's all that matters. Uh, uh, So basically, uh, there's been a lot that's happened over the last month uh, on my side of things, and I'm sure on your side of things. (laughs) Mostly me. Hi, Chris. Yeah, it is actually not me. Hey, Chris. So this is actually the first time I've seen Cody in a month. We have it has talked, been... but that's it. I have not. We have not FaceTimed. We have not met for recording. We have not been able to release any new episodes. We haven't even recorded any new episodes, which is this is the longest period of time in four and a half years that we've known each other <laughs> that we haven't at least somehow seen each other. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even recognize Matt when he came on camera. I was like, wait, who is this? I was like, oh, okay, yes. Yes, that's who it is. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while, um, but we are glad um, to be here today. And Chris, yes, we missed you so much. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> most of it was me, uh, as Matt was saying uh, this time. Actually, it was funny because uh, I think, I don't even remember when the last episode was released, but I think the uh, beginning of March uh, was going to be our next episode. And the actual episode, Matt, that was scheduled to be released because we do have somewhat of a little schedule because we did record some episodes and they're still there and they're going to be coming out. But uh, yeah, the episode we just that- haven't even been here. So we didn't we don't well, usually we won't release something if we're not available soon after to talk about it, just in the- case it generates something we should talk about. <laughs> The uh, episode that was scheduled to be released actually was an episode that we recorded where we talked about my anxiety. <laughs> I can't, the irony behind this. So, so Cody, do you want to talk about this or do you want me yeah, to well, you can, me, you want me to like talk about it with yeah, you and bring it up? We can do that. Yeah. You want me to start or you? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. So we talk pretty openly. Um, this is I. This is just such a good episode to talk about. So we recorded an episode where we talk about Cody's anxiety, and you guys see it sometimes on the podcast. You'll see kind of where he kind of withdraws, and where he's just he's there and he's excited to be here, but he's had a rough day, and you know we all a lot of us experience and suffer from anxiety, and a lot of times Justin, his partner, is the only one that really sees the full effects, and then of course Gabe if he's home, and then next would be like kind of the next group which would include me his family people that aren't right there but we know something's up so um i don't really want to talk about like the things i see without i don't i'm not trying to put you out there because it's not a bad thing it just is but you can kind of see when cody's hitting a breaking point with certain topics that trigger him and it could you could tell it was there so before this started and we're taking coma cast pressure off cody and pressure off me for school, we probably got together, recorded 10 or 15 different things. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of editing on top of his other projects on top of, you know, he manages everything right now around the house. So, you know, he does, Cody does everything right now. Um, So you can kind of see where Cody started to splinter a little 
And we talked pretty openly about it. And in the episode, it was really interesting that we recorded this. And then we recorded this in January, right? That was what yeah, we recorded like mid-January. a months ago. And we said it. It was slated to come out, I think, this month, right? Like last, about three weeks yeah. ago. And it, yeah, we it didn't was, release it. <laughs> it was the next scheduled episode. <laughs> yeah. So then we, I stopped hearing from Cody very much, which is... <laughs> It was enough for me to notice in the middle of a multiple exam schedule. Like if you guys know how I am during nursing school, it's been really stressful, but I do my best to still know what's going on. And I've also not been well, you know, I've been kind of dealing with my own body. Like literally this thing is like the worst. It's like the IHOP on the rough side of town, you know, like the <laughs> lights are on, but who gives a shit, you know? Um, but in this, I am noticing that Cody is not talking at all. Like at all. I'm hearing nothing. I'm getting one word responses. He'll ask me how I'm doing. Like he'll text me. You would send me a text and say, Hey, how's your school day going? Are you okay? And I'll say, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I I'm here. I have a pulse. Yay. How are you? What's going on? And I would get no answer. Which is really unusual. It's a very, very unusual thing. And then um that brings us up to Cody then starting to do something that we have talked about i think at length um i'll let you share all that part but cody and i have talked about he's present he's told me the different options for his anxiety that he's thought about things he considers and i i've written extensively about it like part of psych and graduating psych is that you have to pick topics and write about them not to pick a side per se but to Mm -hmm. write about pros and cons and for anxiety there's a lot of different therapies and techniques for it depending on what your anxiety is what your triggers are and how you are some people's goals are just to bury it and some people learn to just kind of live with it on the bad days like my personal goal was not to hide it i personally my personal goal was to learn to be open about it and live with it and it's just i'm just me and this one whole part of me not something i have to hide from everybody and yeah. which can be a little overwhelming because I'm just on my bad days, which don't get seen on camera, but you'll see them in a record. You'll, you're more likely to see it on a YouTube recording because we open the camera and we start talking. And I haven't had a chance if I'm having a really bad day. Sometimes the first 20, 30 minutes is me like decompressing. And then it's the same for Cody. So Cody's kind of went front and center this month. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, it was like February was pretty good. It was a pretty good month. Uh, it'd been a while. And like, we actually talked about the episode and we are going to release that episode and we'll talk about more. We're going to do an, a secondary episode to that, but, uh, we will release that episode uh, coming up next week. But, um, uh, when we recorded that episode, we had talked about how in general I had been doing fairly well, there would be like tiny bouts of, just anxiety and but i could kind of get get out of my head and it was fine uh but it had been a long time since it was a very strong intense uh, bout of anxiety uh and so february was chugging along and then all of a sudden it decided to hit me uh i have uh and i think we talked about it in that episode uh but i have an issue with um i you could probably call it i think i when i've been because I have a bad habit of researching things. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think actually there is a thing for it. It's called like health OCD. 
And it's where you <laughs> basically become obsessive about looking things up about your health. Uh, and even if you're completely healthy and you find something wrong. Uh, and so in my circumstances, there was something uh, that happened and I like uh, took it into my head and I go to extreme levels. And so uh, that brought on my anxiety. And basically, I thought I was dying. And uh, when uh, when you actually think about it, I was like, I'm not dying. But at the moment, I was dying. And so what happens with my anxiety, it just builds on itself like a snowball. And normally I can get out of it by talking to Justin or talking to Matt and get myself out of it. In this case, that was not going to happen. If we can get you to talk out loud, (laughs) it seems like you'll at least takes the edge off the fire and then you can talk yourself out of it. You know, like you kind of like talk your way through the whole episode, but I can definitely tell, um, you know, when Justin's work is super crazy and my school is super crazy, you kind of have almost indicated to me that you feel like you're being a burden to us, or at least to me, and that you don't want to share it. So you try to internalize all of it and text it rather than you need to say it out loud. And, um, you know, I can tell you you're not a burden all day long, but that doesn't change how you feel about it. Because obviously, you know, very well, I'm stressed and scared and I had had a really bad January and that led right into February and it didn't calm down until like mid-March and Cody's just sitting here like simmering <laughs> and um to elaborate on we to, so you and I've talked about the medical thing before because I mm-hmm. think I really want everybody to see what I see and what you are trying to explain to them because one comment I have gotten over the years we've done this is that Cody doesn't really share you're very careful. You're so careful about how you share that it's been noticed. And of course, all people that you chose to do this with, unfortunately for you. But um, so let's, can we give, uh, well, I don't want to use an example for you because I don't want to send you off into Never Never Land. But we use a joke about disabling Cody's Google search. So if y'all know what it is, it's, like I try to make it a way people will completely understand how serious it gets in your head because it is not like oh this scratch is an infection I'm gonna die yeah it, yeah yeah it's more um, of like something that like so <laughs> oh the skin the mole okay that. so something yeah resolved. so let's talk about something resolved my last big I would say my last big super extreme uh, level of anxiety that, is that the last one Cody that's the one that I remember yeah that was were, a, I mean. I had small, I had rough. small ones here and there, and but then, like Matt said, we talk it through either me talking to him or Justin or Gabe or whatever, and it doesn't last very long. And those are something I can get out of. Uh, the one that happened in uh, I believe 2019. Uh, so I had a spot on my arm that uh, looked weird, and it was like, I guess it was changing, growing, whatever. Some there was something going on, and uh, obviously. Uh, I freak out. And, um, and so like, I immediately, uh, think it's like skin cancer and basically probably, uh, that it's spread everywhere and whatever. So in my case, I go to the most extreme thing that is absolutely possible. So like, uh, if you weren't, if you were just a normal person, you'd probably see that you'd be like, Oh, eh." probably you wouldn't even think about it or go to the doctor. 
But um, if you were someone who was a little concerned, you would just go to the doctor and then you let the doctor make the determination of what it is or if you should be worried or not worried about it. And if it was something, you would just go to the next step. And even then, it's probably not that big of a deal. Uh, but again, I go to the most extreme level and it was I have skin cancer and whatever else. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. It builds on itself. And then in, in that particular case, when my anxiety hits, then like I start losing weight like rapidly. Uh, and I actually sent Matt uh, a screenshot of my weight from that period he of time. He stops eating out of stress. His body he starts drops. to almost mimic um, the stress. So anxiety, if you've never experienced anxiety, it just overtakes your whole body. And the more you internalize it, the harder it gets. And sometimes it's a cross between, for example, if you're the Justin or the me in the situation, it's a balancing act of listening because you never want to tell somebody what to think and what to feel, but at the same time being honest. So when Cody asked me, does this look like something I should be concerned about? My answer was, no, you're a fair-skinned half Mexican dude from Texas. <laughs> No, yeah. but if it makes you feel better, go have the doctor look at it because usually that is the way to kind of help Cody through it. That, you know what, if you are concerned about it, like Cody said, a reasonable person, if you have a medical concern, go to your doctor or dermatologist and let them look at it and they'll make a determination and they'll be honest. They, you know, they're going to tell yeah. you most of the time that really does work, but sometimes it doesn't. And especially if it follows an event of something really stressful. So it can be harder to get him to kind of let go of it. And definitely TV producer Cody kicks in. So it ends well, up, he kind of will project it into, for example, if we're working on the coma cast and we're talking about a topic and Cody's being very black and white about it, I can tell that he's stressed about something else because he's trying to control what's happening in front of him. And I am the worst person to be around at that point because I still like, <laughs> look, I know you're so upset, but on this topic, we have to separate. <laughs> but he has to, li he's living with that in his head and still trying to do everything else. And when we're off camera, we very much talk about it. Like Cody and I have definitely you've seen us get heated on camera. Just so FYI, before and after we do talk because we definitely separate whatever topics we're talking about to make sure after that he's okay because his anxiety can run his life. And as his friend, if I put him in a position where he feels I'm not approachable, I've just created one more important space to him that he can't be himself. Yeah. I mean, in that episode that y'all got to hear, we do talk about that um, early on uh, in relationships that I have that, uh, I, that is a worry when I talk about my anxiety that, um, I'm bothering someone because the other thing with my anxiety, I repeat the same thing a lot and a lot. And that's just like my process of getting out. I have to speak it and then process it. And then whoever I'm talking to, whether it's Justin or Matt or Gabe or whoever, then they're like, they give their side and response to whatever I'm worried or concerned about. And then I probably say it again and it's just a back and forth a bit. And then uh, usually it resolves itself ultimately. But um, yeah, but in this case with them, you know, I've learned that I'm not a bother. I'm not like an annoyance or whatever, but that is something with anxiety in general that a lot of people do have that they, they feel like they become a burden to people or they become annoying to people because right. in, in talking about their anxiety. <coughs> and so that is a normal thing. Um, and it is important to know that if you have close people around you, that you aren't 
a burden. Not a burden. Uh, <laughs> I think most of the people that listen to this podcast, several of them are real life friends of mine. Like, for example, Chris, I've known each other since we were 19. And he can tell you that this is a conversation um, that he and I have had at length over many years. Chris, when my anxiety is bad, I stop eating and I gain weight. What the hell? It's because if you don't eat consistently or what's going on, your body thinks it's starving and then everything you do eat immediately stores to fat. And that's that's what's happening, Chris, just to answer that question for you. Um, but it can be... Uh, what the fuck was that? Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I forgot Keith was outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I just heard the back door like open. Um, yeah, that, I mean, the crazy thing with anxiety is, uh, and over the period of time that I've, I mean, I've always had anxiety. And going back, I ultimately remember, and I think I talked about this in the episode, uh, to like second grade is the first time I really start noticing things. But the crazy thing with anxiety is that um, it can create so many health issues, um, ultimately. Um, especially yes. if it's long-term and you don't take care of it. Also though, it can trigger short-term things that can make you think there are other issues. And I talked about that episode yeah. before I moved to San Diego. Um, I had like numbness in my, my fingers and my toes on one side. Um, and I, oh, I did you go to the doctor. Literally having a stroke. I, yeah. I, well, at, at that time again, I go to worst case scenario. I thought that I had a brain tumor. Um, Oh. But that ultimately is tied to when I was younger. I heard heard my parents talking about my grandfather had numbness uh, in his hands or something. And ultimately, it was a brain tumor uh, for him. Yeah. But that's, that's different that because that they run in my fa- brain aneurysms run in my family, like my mom, my great uncle and my uh, aunt and cut co- and like a cousin or something. Yeah. So I get that, too. And I actually have to be checked for it. Uh, I'm supposed to be checked for it annually. So sometimes talking to Cody you have to be and you have to be honest by the way there is no you cannot talk to another adult the way you talk to a 12 year old you have to be aware that the person you're talking to is knowledgeable and capable of research there's a lot of times you don't comprehend that i might already know about the topic and nothing i say cody's like no this is the i'm like that's from like 2010 cody that's not accurate you know but there is no rationalizing he has already made up his mind even if he knows he'll even tell me you've even told me i'm being irrational right now but you have to still be honest with me yeah i mean that's the one of the things i can't you can't cave to the when he knows when he tells you he's being irrational you can't cave to the irrationality you have to just kind of say no no this is this is where this is where it's at you're here but you have to let him work this out and get himself back to here. You can't fix it for him. Yeah, I mean, or anybody like, really. In this most recent bout, uh, basically, uh, you know, I, I thought something was wrong, and then obviously, then my weight started going down. Which then it's like, oh my gosh, something is wrong for real because my weight is going down because um, he's not eating, <laughs> and and because I was changing also what I was eating. So you know, when I was eating, I was eating more high fiber foods or fruits and different things like that. Uh, and obviously that's different than like eating fast food and like junk food and sweets, like a lot. And also in February, I hadn't, I didn't drink a soda at all in February. 
I didn't get to tell everybody that, but I did not drink a whole soda for all of February. Yeah, we're like four or five weeks completely off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, that built on itself. Um, but ultimately, like it was so extreme. And I think I had told Matt uh, this, like it had been building a little bit. And um, then finally, there was like, a, I think it was a Monday uh, or Tuesday. I was like taking a shower because Justin was like, get up, take a shower get dressed, change clothes and kind of like Been help there. your mindset. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and so obviously that also works if you have anxiety and or depression. Um, but so I was doing that and then I was in the shower and I was just like, I can't like, I was, it was so much extreme tense things and everything was making me tense. Like Ella was waking up in the middle of the night crying and doing things. And I, then I didn't want her to wake Justin or whatever. And so then that is making my stomach so tense. I'm just getting so intense and everything is making me irritated uh, with because she's just acting up a lot. She was acting up a lot during this period, by the way. Because somebody <laughs> she, else was super stressed too, by the way. She has since calmed down and our uh, sleep schedule was really weird. But yeah, so it was too extreme and I was like, I can't do this. So I messaged my doctor and um, I'm like, okay, so uh, I'm having a lot of anxiety. It's messing up my stomach. Uh, whatever, whatever. Um, I was like, you know, obviously in the past you've given me Xanax. And uh, is there something that we can do? Is there some medicine I can take or whatever? I was like, I've already been doing like some uh, CBT stuff, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, and I have some apps that I can use that uh, use AI that kind of help a little bit. Uh, and those help in my, uh, you know, if I just have a light, a bit of anxiety. But in this case, it was so extreme, even though the little apps weren't working. Anyway, I sent her the letter. She uh, calls back and schedules an appointment. We have the, the <laughs> that's the thing that sucked. But at least it was it was less than a week, but it still had to wait a handful of days. Um, but she she calls me and calls yeah. me actually earlier than the scheduled appointment, which was nice. Um and she asked me a few handful of questions. Obviously, I had to fill out a questionnaire beforehand that talked about my anxiety and what I was feeling and whatever, whatever. And uh, it basically, uh, it was pretty easy and quick. And I was relaxed and calm afterwards. Uh, I did feel like at, at that point, it was like, I always get nervous before anything big happens. Uh, and so like before that uh, appointment, I was a little bit more on edge. But then afterwards... Um, she basically was like, well, I can put you on a low dose of Zoloft uh, and we can see how that works for you and helps out. And so then I immediately went and got the prescription and I started taking it that day. And I've been on it for like uh, this week was three weeks. So it's been three and a half say, weeks, like three weeks, three and a half weeks. Uh, Tuesday would have been three weeks. Um, and so uh, the first day I took it or the first night. Um, who knows, probably partially placebo, partially maybe felt something, but I just felt like a little bit happier, but I think it was also just relief, like something. Taking some kind of step for yourself is such a relieving feeling, you know, no matter what it is, just having a plan, having an action plan, having something that you're trying, even if you're not sure if it's going to work, just something can be such a big deal. And I would say... It was probably about a week ago before you started to like text again. You know, it was, uh, I've gotten one cat picture in six weeks. Okay. <laughs> That's that, yeah. 
like I, I uh, guys have to understand like how our friendship works to understand <laughs> what that means. I have he has not watched a Hallmark movie that he's told me about in probably two and a half months. Haven't I got one cat picture? It was a Salem. I've gotten no Ella pictures, no Ella updates. You, nothing. you know, it's I interesting. Gaming. Yeah, like, does uh, that tell you? <laughs> I uh I you well I had previously gotten Xanax and mostly for flying because I was flying back to Texas. Uh, oh Lord! I, I think oh, it was God. before COVID. I think it was before COVID. Um, yeah, it was before COVID because I actually I had gotten the prescription them. for Xanax. She didn't give me a lot. There's a whole. I have an issue. Them. Yeah, I have an issue. But I still remember this. That. <laughs> so I gotten. I went and got the prescription because I was like, okay, I want to be. I'm going to be flying. I just. I get super. Like I will just. I'll be throwing up before I go to the airport. It happens every time. It's always happened. Whatever. Uh, and it's not that big of a worry. But I was like, well, let's try this. This could help me. Anyway, I'd gotten that medicine. Uh, Justin was not feeling well. I came home from getting, seeing the doctor, getting my medicine. He was still not doing well. And that's when he, his heart was like really fast and he was had a fever and his blood pressure was high and whatever. And that's when we had to go to the emergency room. I think I've maybe only mentioned this once. And that was a very, very scary moment. But I remember so, messaging Matt back and forth because it was just like, I, I, I was just going crazy. Uh, and he, yes. I think at the time he was like, take a Xanax, but I, I didn't I, have him with me. I and then Planet Fitness, and David is on the bench next to me. And I'm like, I think I have to go to California this afternoon. Like, I did. You, I had, I asked Matt. Well, you know, before you actually asked me, because I was reading your text to David in the gym, I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to go to California. I, I mean, I think I'm going to actually have to go because, um, if Cody doesn't like die of stress, Justin's going to kill him. So I'm going to have to go like, and then I think about 10 minutes later, you're like, Hey, do you think, are you free? Do you think you can come out here this weekend? And I was like, I will come out today. <laughs> I was like, I will literally go home and pack my bag. I will be there in three hours. And, but the, so Cody describing, so for example, those are the symptoms that, that he just described to you. He just wasn't feeling well. And Cody was like a 15 out of 10. And it was a very challenging moment because we've talked about this before. I think I asked you a question. I was like, have you ever been roasted by your family or like the way you describe things, you haven't been challenged in certain ways that a lot of us have been not out of avoidance. You just had a functional family that are fairly healthy. You just kind of lucked out there, which is really good. It just so when shit has happened, it's kind of thrown you for a loop and you have no way to deal with it because you're 1500 miles away from anybody else that would be able to be like cody it's all right like it's it's all right you know just let it play out but he absolutely would not let it play out i'm like cody those are things that happen when you don't feel good your blood pressure goes up because you're stressed and you don't feel good you know it's like when you cut your finger you're like ah damn your blood pressure goes up your pulse increases and he's describing totally normal things to me and i'm like Cody, those are normal things. You please breathe. Don't get thrown out of this emergency room. And yeah, yeah I just remember that he was uh, then, uh, then afterwards, there's been other moments where Matt has been like, take a Xanax, take a Xanax. I was like that one. I was like, I need you to take a Xanax and speak calmly to me because it was getting to the point where I kind of couldn't understand what he's telling. Because I am listening because should Cody tell me a symptom or something the doctor is saying that, is like 
oh, oh, I need, I need, okay, they do need an extra set of hands. I will come out there. All right, I'm on the way. Um, but that isn't what happened. And Cody's telling me these things. I'm like, okay, he doesn't feel good, but basically he needs fluids and to, re- and to relax. I mean, yeah. he went and got Taco Bell right after and didn't follow the doctor's orders. And you were like, he doesn't feel good. I'm like, has he ate Taco Bell when he's supposed to be eating like toast, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 please, please take a Xanax and call me in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, so in this instance, I finally got my medicine. And so like I had texted Matt afterwards and I was like, okay, so she's going to put me on Zoloft. I'm actually going to take it. Obviously, uh, Xanax is a temporary situation. Uh, and so you, it's something you don't want to take long term because it can be addicting. And so these other medicines like this are more of a long term uh, solution, along with some other things. Uh, but so then I started taking it. And um, like I said, the first day I felt like, okay, ish. And then I took it the second day. And like, I will tell you, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, or man, it was in the middle of the night, but it was like five, six, Justin was getting ready for work, showering and stuff. And like, I, I just like woke up, like I was wide awake all of a sudden. But it felt like I was just like, not in control of my thinking and whatever. And so I had to to get up and like walk and pace the room for a minute. And like, I looked outside and um, uh, ultimately uh, that can be a a small side effect initially as your body chemicals and everything are just like, but so then I was afraid to take it the third night and I was like, okay, I'm just not going to take it. I'm feeling better now. (laughs) Justin was like, take it. I took it. <laughs> Everything was fine. Uh, so then I, I, I continued. <laughs> like <that>. no, no. <laughs> uh, so I continued taking it. Uh, and then, you know, you can have side effects. There's multiple side effects. They can be long lasting side effects, temporary side effects, mostly temporary side effects. I think the only one that I've had that has been like, well, it's not bad, but uh, some people sometimes will have a hard time sleeping. But for me, it's not that I have a hard time sleeping, but if something wakes me up or I wake up, then I am like literally wide awake. It's not like a gentle, like you waking up, like I'm wide awake and I can't go back to sleep. So it's really annoying because Ella, she's like, I want food. <laughs> so I have and to get up. up and get her food. And then I'm up for a bit. That's cost but, time. Uh, <laughs> I would just four or five hours and my eyes would just poof. And I was like, <laughs> I'm awake. And then about four hours later, I would need to sleep for an hour or two, like take a nap. Yeah. And then I'm good for the day. It was weird. <laughs> It was uh, a weird wake up. I've never experienced that before, and I'd like to not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so then I started taking medicine, and I told Matt, and so now it's been three weeks. Uh, I, I will tell you, like, after, like, I would say maybe after the first week, I started, You, I, I, it's a weird thing. I will tell you, it's a weird feeling in that, you know, um, after, like, a week, you start having less anxious feelings, or I did. And um, I would still really be super anxious in the mornings. And even before that, the mornings were my worst uh, time. That's when I was the most anxious as those the morning periods. And as the day went on, I would always get a little bit better. Um, but after taking right, medicine, well, I think can you talk about that a little? I know about it, but I think I think people would be really surprised to to know that because, you know, you worked on TV. You literally are used to being on tv you do this like doing this was nothing like we try to get people to talk on here they literally run and hide and stop responding to my dms (laughs) um but 
you were used to working on TV, and there will be times when we talk that you haven't gotten out of bed. And I can tell the difference between you're just like, ah, lazy day for Cody and Ella and Salem, you know, versus Cody's having a day and getting out of bed may not happen. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, okay, so going back to when it first started, it basically started at the end, the last week of February, beginning of March is when my anxiety started hitting. And as Matt was saying, that's when like, basically, and I think anybody, if you follow me on social media, you probably notice this, but I stopped messaging people a lot. Uh, I try to respond to people, but sometimes I didn't get back to them. Uh, I quit posting on Twitter, I quit posting on Instagram. If you know me, you know, that's a that's weird behavior. Cody's social uh, media is like literally one of his like chromosomes. <laughs> like on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, like all of February and end of January, I was posting an outfit of the day. So every day I was posting an outfit of the day and then comes March, nothing. <laughs> so uh, the, all of that began because of my anxiety. I just didn't feel like doing any of that. It wasn't bringing me joy. It was, just, it felt like a burden to have to like post anything or do anything like, uh, even towards the end of this, like the late part of March, um, when I was getting a tiny bit better, but before the medicine and before the doctor. So it was still pretty bad. We actually went out to one of the wineries here that we like in the city uh, for a jazz night and it was a fun night, but I didn't even post a picture. It was St. Patrick's day actually. So it was the middle of March actually. Uh, you know, and they had, I like, think about that. I don't even think you told me you went. And that's I very probably unusual. didn't. Like we, us, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they had green, <laughs> they had green sangria. So, you know, that I was sh- normally would have posted a picture of me with this green sangria for St. Patrick's day. Because I'm all about holidays. So if I have a green drink and I don't post about it, there's something wrong. But I didn't post about it. Um, but yeah, so I had no drive to do any of that stuff. Uh, but then also like waking up, like I didn't want to get out of bed because I didn't, I just didn't feel like doing anything. Like because my head was constantly in a cycle of what was worrying me and I could not get at it. So basically 24 seven, I was thinking about what was worrying me and it would not stop. That's all I was thinking about. Nothing could get me out of that. I could go work outside and do some stuff for a little bit, but it was still in the back of my head. And then it would come full force again, uh, later on. So laying in the bed, kind of like, uh, and and trying to sleep, I guess, it allowed me not to think about it. But even in my sleep, I was thinking about it sometimes. And so it was like just a, I couldn't win situation in that I didn't want to get up. I didn't feel like editing things. I didn't feel like doing some of my other work that I had to do. Yeah. I didn't feel like cleaning the house. I didn't feel like going and watering the plants outside. All the things that I normally love I, I and enjoy doing. How, how not Cody that is. Like that's these are things that are daily, like this is part of our daily routine of how, of how we interact and just seeing, and it just silence. Like, well, you were right. I had I, well, I wasn't even taking pictures of the cats, so I couldn't even send you a picture of the cat. I've gotten, I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) It's actually been noticeable enough that I've mentioned it to David and Keith several times about, you know, like, man, Cody is something's, well, he'll come around when he wants to talk to me. He'll, I mean, because I am, a, I am a couple states away. There's nothing I can actually do. And when somebody has anxiety, depending on your comfort level with them, sometimes you have to pick your battle on when you're going to approach it. 
So Cody and I have always had the rapport. If I ask him, hey, are you okay? How are you doing? He'll tell me. If he doesn't want to talk about it, he's going to just continue on like normal and not talk about it. And that's that's the space we allow each other. You know, he's an adult and he knows that he can talk to me. Me saying hi and checking in is like the, okay, what's going on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry for making uh, you relive a whole bunch of this, but <laughs> no, um, I think it one, you don't share a lot. And if there's one thing I can say as your friend of knowing you for four and a half years, I think for as public as you are, you're very careful about what you do and don't share. And it's almost, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's anxiety, your preference for what you want as a social, you know, like what you want the world to see good or bad. Um, or, you know, if it's just that you just don't feel comfortable sharing or you just don't want to feel like you're going to let somebody see something that maybe you didn't want them to see. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a, uh, uh, well, obviously everybody knows, uh, who's here and probably who's listening, uh, that people are, everything that you see on social media is heavily curated to what someone wants you to see. <laughs> of, Unless you're me. Unless you're Matt. Most people's you know, lives are not as glamorous as they like, put online oh, it's yeah. a polished but I mean, I uh, think thing everyone knows but, that and you've never given off the edge of a this glamorous unreachable lifestyle despite your um <laughs> borderline concerning obsession for royalty and celebrities but um you know, I, you know how i knew something was wrong Brittany literally announced her pregnancy and cody didn't text me i was like this is fucking weird. There's a but, lot that happened in March. Yeah, I feel like celebrity wise talked about Chris um, Rock. I didn't talk about that to Matt either. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. By but the way. you know, that's something I would have messaged you. And I, oh, didn't, do, yeah. I didn't at all. I mean, oh my God, we there. I was expecting a text from you and you did. And I'm like, oh, something's real wrong. But <laughs> it's something that all these things that you see, like all these positive, like, I know Cody's posts are usually your your posts are very cheerful. They're very like, look at this. I'm making that. This is a project. Those are all very genuine things about you. You're always working on something. You love doing these things. So that is a a real part of you. But you never let anybody see. Yeah, like, I, I think you don't I let anybody it, see like the the force behind it. You know, I think uh, it's it's. I don't think it's anything that I do purposefully. But I think working in TV created a process in my head of what I put out. Because obviously, uh, if you're a news reporter, a news anchor, or whatever, you just naturally are not going to put out certain things or post about certain things. Many times, uh, safety issues, because uh, oh, well, yeah. you're That's in a public-facing <laughs> uh, business that uh, the public... Uh, and I, we've mentioned this before on something. They think they know you. They think you're their best friend. And, uh, you know, that I would have people stop me getting, I would be getting gas and going in to pay or like getting a drink at the convenience store. And people would just like start talking to me or yell my name from across the, the convenience store. And so really I think, weird to hear outside of the orgy, isn't it, Cody? <laughs> you know, like when the lights are back on after and, you know, you have to fight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's more like, let's see if I can do it. It's like, you know, this is normally be like, uh, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, I think that a lot of it is that I, I naturally I, I've just picked up uh, a certain like thing from being in TV. Sometimes and I, I wish just people don't could put see things our, out. our behind the scenes stuff, like how we do that, because I would say I wouldn't say it's something that sets us on edge with each other, but it's very much like when we came together to do this, we had two different schools of thought. I knew I wanted to do this with Cody because Cody knows that although I play a lot and I'm very lighthearted, I take what I do seriously. I take the topics we talk about seriously and I take I take Cody very seriously, not as just my friend, but as a professional with his he has a lot of experience, you know, and I take that very seriously. But at the same time, I'm also there saying, yes, I want that professionalism, but at the same time where I don't want us to be the unreachable channel five action news. I want, I wanted to do this with him and with, you know, with you because of who you are to me. And that is the chemistry I wanted to show the world and the things that we share and we talk about, because that's what makes it, I think unique to us, not just to one and a half white guys, you know, doing this, you know, <laughs> see what I, <laughs> and you know, but it's one of those, that's, that was just so important to me that, um, when this became a thing and then we decided to kind of adjust the formats because a lot of the source material is very triggering. It's very hard to talk about and it's also things that are happening currently. So trying to be sensitive to world events, but at the same time, share these stories and share these things and also what's happening in our lives. And I got a lot of questions about what's behind the scenes. And I realized we hadn't done a good job of that when people thought you were David for like a year. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, maybe we should share. Maybe we, okay. <laughs> but hi, was, I'm David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had about a foot to your height. <laughs> I was gonna, like, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> <laughs> honey, I shrunk the twink. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the weird for sure. You know, it's like the sequel to Twink Light. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> But sorry for making you again relive that. But I think if a lot of people could see behind the scenes and they see that, like, you know, when you're yeah. joking around and like the the fire and creativity and the frustration as well. And your frustration sometimes with me when I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want this. And you're like, like, oh, bitch, no, <laughs> bitch, no. And I'm like, but bitch, yes, <laughs> bitch, do it yourself. <laughs> right. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> Three dick pics and you'll do it. You know? Hey, uh, it's two. Uh, <laughs> I mean, y'all, that's how we met, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, that's one thing. When I did come back and started posting on Instagram or Twitter, uh, like, uh, I guess it's like, I mean, it was about two, two, three weeks ago. Same about the medicine. I think it was the, the week I started taking the medicine. And I did post that I'd went to the, the doctor and I'd gotten some medicine. I was going to start taking the medicine. Um, I do think it's important in, in talking about that. And that's why we recorded the whole uh, episode about anxiety back in January, because I thought it is important that we talk about anxiety and we talk about the reality of the situation and how it affects friendships and relationships. And, you know, that uh, basically, you're not alone if you have these feelings. A lot of people have these feelings. I will also say in in talking about this and speaking and talking with other people that I know, um, there's a lot of people who take 
Zoloft and other medicines for anxiety or depression. Many people don't speak about it and that it, each individual is up to how much they feel like they should share about it. But I do think it is important that uh, it's not a rare occurrence. Uh, so like no, if you, not at all. If you feel like that you don't want to take medicine or whatever, for whatever reason, it can be very helpful. Uh, even if you're scared about it. Uh, I did join a group on Facebook uh, uh, for people who take Zoloft and um, uh, a lot of people get the prescription and they don't take it for like months because they're so scared of taking the medicine because they're af- anxiety. They're afraid something's well, going that's to happen. Really what we went through it. with you. I remember, I remember begging yeah. you we did have one night I can remember being like I was frustrated enough that I could have cried because I was so not, I wasn't frustrated with Cody. It was just, there's a reason I'm a nursing student, you know, and, but he's my friend and there's nothing any of us can do for him if he won't at least take a step to try something new, but you have to let the person come to that conclusion themselves. And he's out there in California away from us. I can't spend that time with him as his friend to let him talk to me about those fears in person and go for a walk. And the things that you really should, some things just can't be done virtually and watching him suffer it was a it was one of the particularly bad episodes i want to say it was around the time of uh when justin went to the hospital and the skin the skin the skin episode is that when you say whenever you mention the skin episode i know exactly where you're talking about um that particular episode was really bad yeah it was uh i do have a blog post about the the skin hole incident on my website um and where I also do talk about that there are virtual things and apps that you can use and the importance of wearing sunscreen, by the way. That thing was wrong. Ultimately, by, we didn't ever say this. Nothing was wrong. Nothing, yeah, nothing was, wrong. was wrong. I forgot to say. <laughs> nothing was wrong. It was like a, a keratosis, which it is like, it is like a semi-skin growth, but it's, it's like not bad. It will not turn into something bad. It just happens as you get older. You can have it burned or froze off like I did. But if you didn't, nothing happens. But yeah, nothing was wrong. I forgot to mention yeah. that ultimately. Nothing was wrong, but wear sunscreen. That particular I so episode was wearing sunscreen. I remember that episode probably went off for three or four weeks. And it was really intense. Yeah. I mean, even just as his friend over here, we recorded, I think, during this time. Yeah. And it was hard. We were trying to, this is when we were building the coma cast. we couldn't have a conversation because Cody was so upset 24 seven. And he was like, I'm being irrational. I am being this. Mm -hmm. I am bothering you. And I'm like, you're not bothering me. I'm worried about you, not for your skin, for your brain, your mental health is suffering and you're not listening to your doc. And that was, Oh, that's what happened. I remember this part. You came back from the doctor and they were like, this is what they even told him. This is what it is. We can remove it for you. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't think I'm like, Cody, you are not the expert. I remember saying that I was like, you are not the doctor. You are not the expert. And I remember asking you who has to talk to you to make you feel better. Well, who? Well, in that particular instance, there are the, so basically AI is really amazing. There's an app that you can get. If you do have, if you are worried about moles or whatever, legit worried about things you can there are ai apps now that you can take photos of it and it's very very reliable and so that's something that is important if you're just like just general health we always talk about about them (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the one thing I will say. I always come back somehow more educated when Cody's <laughs> having an episode. We but I did talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so there's apps that you don't have to pay for, and you just take a picture, and it'll tell you if you should maybe go see a doctor or if like, hey, it's fine. Uh, which is important. That way, you're not like randomly going to the doctor for something that is like completely not an issue. Uh, but there are ones that you can send a photo to an actual dermatologist. And I did do that several times. And I think that's what I was telling Matt, like they would say, oh, yeah, it's this. You're fine. And I would be like, oh, I'm still not sure. And then ultimately, yeah. my doctor, when she actually looked at it in person, said it was the exact same thing that the doctor said uh, virtually. Uh, yeah, when you finally uh, yeah. went to the in person, I remember you started to calm down a bit because you had the virtual appointments and you were like, no, 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 no. And yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> but that's all you can say. All you can do is try to kind of, yeah. I guess, gently reorient, not tell them what to think. It's just like, well, you're not the dermatologist. Well, who has to talk to you for you to listen? <laughs> and so that's the one thing with my particular anxiety. And I know there's other people who have similar anxiety in that you, uh, well, initially, you might not even realize it. But as time goes on, you start learning and building what your body and you feel certain things. Logically, in many of these circumstances, even the most recent time, logically, I'm like, what you're doing and why you're worrying about this thing literally makes zero sense. Like if we're looking at it fact by fact by fact by fact, this does not make sense. So I do now understand logically it doesn't make sense. But... I still can't get out of the circle. My brain does not allow me to do that. Uh, well, especially so the, when you go into the next natural thing is to kind of retreat into your head because you always feel like you're repeating yourself. And I'm like, if you have to tell me 10,000 times and 10,003 makes you feel better, let's go. And uh, I am fearless. I'm like, all right, tell me, <laughs> tell me again, tell me again, Cody, let's talk about it. But it's happened. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes you're just getting mad at me, but then you get mad at me and you forget, you know, and it gets your brain out of it because then you start explaining to me why you're feeling that way. Yeah. And sometimes it is not actually the medical issue. It is something that has bubbled up to the surface. It was triggered by it and we're getting to the root of it. But yeah, that's not for me to decide. If Cody yeah. says he needs to repeat it, you told me early on our friendship that you you can be repetitive with it and that you apologize. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what comes up, that's what comes up. He was telling the truth. That's what comes up. <laughs> and it's fucking fine. Yeah. You know, you know, so again, do anything for you. You literally all you needed was for me to listen. So I <laughs> that's easy. You know, I finally, you know, went to the doctor, got the medicine been taking the medicine, like I said. But then another step that I did take. Um, and again, like I say, I, I think it is important to speak about these things. And I'm going to continue doing that. And like maybe like doing like a series of things and talking on my uh, social media about it uh, on a more regular basis and how I'm feeling because maybe you can have good days and bad days even if you're on medicine um, but it, don't get down about that I guess uh, but one of the other steps that I took was um, what it's important to talk to people but why not talk to someone who's a professional who understands this and can actually like give you steps that you can take and work with you one-on-one -on -one, uh, and, and in helping you get out of these thoughts and these, these cycles. Um, and so, uh, one of the things that I did, um, I obviously can go to, uh, the medical group with that. My insurance has, um, obviously it can be a little, a little bit of weight, it seems in Southern California for a mental health, because at least people are now going 
And it's gotten a lot worse uh, because of COVID and people being at home and that causing things. Um, But it's important to go ahead and schedule those things. If you uh, are are feeling like it, I would encourage everyone to do it because it's very, very helpful. Um, But it's hard. uh, And I will say, if you need help scheduling something because you don't know how it works or you don't want to make that phone call, I will make those phone calls. I can't tell you. I was like, Cody, I will go do this for you. It's sometimes you can't do it for somebody, but if all they need is that like little hand to just kind of pull you forward, let somebody help you. If you need that extra step, if that's Mm -hmm. what's stopping you is that phone call, text me or Cody. We will, one of us will make that phone call. If there's anything Cody can do, it's make a phone call to make something happen. Like (laughs) I have seen. (laughs) I, um, so uh, I, I, I chose at this point in time not to uh, go through with my insurance in doing this. Uh, initially, um, I instead uh, decided to try BetterHelp. Uh, I, I do know it costs some money. So there is that. And that's an unfortunate situation. But um, I'm testing it out right now. And I would just say anybody who's listening, if you want to try it out, I think this is a really good thing. You can try out BetterHelp for a free month, a full month free. Um, and I will, uh, let's see, I'll put it in the chat. Can you put, in a, you put it in a chat. Can you put it on our, uh, post it to Comcast? Yeah, and I'll post so it to uh, Comcast. But Justin Bieber uh, is giving uh, better help away to everybody that is on his concert tour, all of his crew and everybody who's involved with his tour. Uh, he's given them free subscription to better help. But, uh, he's also uh, spending like three million or something dollars for people to sign up for a free month of BetterHelp. So if, if it's something you just want to test out and see if you even feel comfortable talking with somebody, um, you can just click on that link uh, and just fill out the information uh, and you'll just cancel before the month is up, you know. Uh, but it's a free month uh, to try it out. And so that's what I was doing. And so I actually, uh, yesterday, I guess it was, yesterday I had uh, my first uh, talk session with uh, someone talking about my anxiety. Um, And they also do anxiety and depression, the the whole list of things. So if you want to check that out. And they're basically, they'll like uh, pair you up with somebody who like fits your thing. And you don't even have to stay with that person. If you don't like them, they'll give you another person to try out. But um, one of the things is you can choose if you want somebody who's LGBTQ friendly uh, or who deals with LGBTQ issues because maybe you have uh, anxiety or depression because of that or not telling people about being open about who you are or there's a whole myriad of things. So you can find somebody who can talk with you about that or if you have religious beliefs. So you grew up religiously, you know, they'll maybe put you with somebody who can um, – deal with that religious aspects and lgbtq issues well, and because that just all being, like, merges having somebody lgbtq friendly even if it's not related to that could just be so comforting like dr jake has taken over a lot of mm-hmm. my medical stuff for example having an lgbtq doctor has just been life-changing you know yeah um well you know especially like, when it- it's just so different <laughs> Yeah, medical issues is a big thing. 
Yeah, exactly. We talked about a little bit in that episode with Dr. Jake about the issues that people in the community feel when talking with their doctor or the doctor not listening to them or not even knowing about certain things. We talked about so many doctors don't even know about prep. And so at this well, point, they you know, do. Clint, but Clint as a straight guy, he texted me about it. He goes, I really like that episode. I hope you guys do more of them. And he was talking about how, you know, things he kind of takes for granted at the doctor. And it's like, for us as gay guys, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot of what your doctor, how your doctor is going to respond to you. You know, whereas Dr. Jake was like, let's look at your labs. Okay, you definitely need testosterone because it's been low for like a year and a half. You are, this is why you don't feel good. I am now three weeks into treatment, which I haven't even been at. Cody, I have like five things, five major things. You know, to uh, the you. funny thing, Matt, <laughs> Matt did tell me he was starting testosterone. And I was like, basically, we're twins because you're starting your medicine and I'm starting my medicine basically at the same time. <laughs> um, well, and we won't before, know the outcome for a few weeks or so we're a little once. Cody's got the link. We're going to post it to Comacast. We'll get it retweeted. And I think we're going to I think we should continue talking like we'll do a few episodes about this. But also, let's answer some questions because. <laughs> We had yeah. some comments on the side, and we. Uh, and I'm let sorry, me let me have, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Cody. Let me just real quick. Uh, so I did have my first session uh, and speaking with uh, the the lady, and she's very nice and very sweet, and it was a great conversation. I was really nervous and worried about it beforehand because, like, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, uh, most people when they talk about therapy, they only see what they see in movies or TV shows, which is somewhat realistic, right. but it's a little exaggerated at times. But you still are nervous about talking to someone about your whole personal life and like opening up to who you are. But they're professionals. And that's why I think it's important to have someone who's LGBT friendly, because maybe you don't realize there's something connected with your LGBTQ personality and uh, your maybe something you're hiding or whatever. They're able to bring that out. But in the conversation, basically, uh, uh, I'll go ahead and say this. So she basically... We, we were talking and oh, she, you're was trying, okay. yeah, she was trying to figure out what was causing my anxiety. And I was saying certain things and doing certain things. Uh, we're about 30, 40 minutes in and more conversation and me saying certain things. And then she was like, okay, okay. This is making more sense now. Because at first I was thinking, well, where is he going with this? Like what, like, she was trying to figure out what was causing it. And it wasn't making any sense because certain things weren't, I guess, adding up. But then as we had the more conversation, it all started going together. And ultimately, I, I don't think any of this is a surprise. I told Gabe and Justin wasn't surprised. I don't I know if I fully told Matt everything, but I don't think he was surprised at some of this stuff. So basically, uh, a fear of death. Okay, that's not surprising. That that adds up into things. Uh, that... Um, uh, I have a uh, issue of the unknown. I, if there's something that's unknown, it's going to cause anxiety and worry. So that would be health issues. That would be flying on an airplane. That would be getting a new job. That would be whatever. It's the fear of what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. That caused me anxiety. Uh, it was, uh, she did ask me, she was like, you don't seem like the kind of person who uh, has control issues in a relationship. But do you have control issues outside of relationships? And I was like, uh, so okay, uh, it makes sense now, but I wasn't thinking about that at the time. And I was like, um, I guess maybe. And she brought that up because I told her that I worked in TV. And then 
picking, clicking things ever together. You know, it's like a puzzle piece. Your brain's a puzzle yeah. piece. And so she was, she was, I want to know, I want everybody, I'm not laughing out. at Cody, by the way. <laughs> I am not laughing at Cody. It just, no, it's just like the realization of like, yep, yep. That makes that, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I can remember <laughs> one almost fight we had was a, kind of along those lines. And I was like, Cody, this is not black and white. Why are you being this way? And it, it just ran so counter to how, kind and open-minded you are (laughs) that i was like i don't fucking understand and i was getting more frustrated at you for being like this or this rather than like i didn't feel like you were thinking about (laughs) what you whatever you were saying to me i was like no this is not run i didn't care that you disagreed with me i care that you were only seeing yeah or eh, not yeah i mean this is why i feel like it's here you were like no it's this or this i'm like she what said those exact she said those exact words and she was like so you see everything in black and white like that's <laughs> and that goes to the extremes uh in that like oh my god uh i just don't have like a stomach bug i have a uh, colon cancer stomach cancer whatever it may be like there's no in between uh you know like the skin thing it could just be i'm getting older that's what it is no, it was, I have skin cancer. So that's the extremes. There's no in between, even though the re, the practical thinking is like, oh, it could be this, 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 or this, which isn't bad. It's, my, it's probably not this, but I go to the extreme. Same thing, black and white issues and control issues. And I was like, well, I guess it does make sense. And she was like, so you basically uh, want everything, you have a worry about imperfection, that you want everything perfect, that you want everything, uh, I guess, the, essentially the way you, you feel like you're the only one who can make sure it gets done how it needs to be done or to the best of its ability. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense because in TV, I was in charge of everybody. I was in charge of the anchors. I was in charge of the reporters. I was in charge of everything. Uh, and doing that for 10 years, you build up a, a certain... Uh, idea of how things work, how things run and how things run the best. And, uh, and so you get into that mindset of doing things. And then I guess over time you build up that mindset of, well, this is the right way. And so anybody who's going to jump in here and be like this, you, you maybe just don't trust them. Or even if you do trust them, even if you do trust them, maybe, you know, in my head, it's just like, it's not the way I would do it. Stepping back from it, it's might be like, well, if I would let them do it, it still probably would turn out fine and great. But in the moment, in the moment, many times, and got when she said this, it was like, oh yeah, that I do that. I didn't fully realize I do it <laughs> uh, to the level, but I feel like I do it in a lot. Well, of Well, I mean, the, you are a trained professional, and as much as like we we, I do tease Cody a lot about this, and you look back at our old episodes. I point this out to him because we've talked about it, but like you were telling me yesterday on the phone, we, 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 he started talking more this last week. So we have gotten to talk a little bit, but I still haven't seen him until tonight. Um, that, you know, you are so good at what you do, which is why I literally let Cody take the reins. Like I take him as a professional very seriously. Um, but that doesn't mean I cave to, you know, just because it looks the best that way. doesn't mean it's overall the best that way. And, you know, if I feel it looks more professional than it does personal, I'm going to say something because this is a more personal platform. It isn't meant to be, we're not meant to be unreachable. But I have to remember, 
I have to communicate my thoughts and feelings in a way that is one respectful because I'm not an asshole, like that kind of asshole, like, because it's okay to disagree. It's okay to not to say, Hey, that's not really the message. I feel like that what's coming across over here is not, I think what you're meaning, you know, and yeah, that was a fun communication, but you were telling me that it was hearing a professional from an outside perspective, say it was really good because they were probably, you and I've had bits and pieces of these conversations as a topic has happened, not, hey, Matt, this thing is bothering me. And I want to talk about this as a whole. It typically comes up when your anxiety is bubbling up and you're like, I am having a bad day. Can we talk about the cats? Can we talk about food? Can we, can you, can we change the subject? I don't, or sometimes you text and say, well, I want to talk about my anxiety, but not the medical part of it, you know, and that's, you know, or I, th- I remember one time you texted me you're like, what do you know about this condition? And I didn't even I almost didn't want to answer you. And I was like, why? Why do you want to know? You know, are you asking for formative? Or is there, you know, <laughs> because you can accidentally enable your friend mm-hmm. right off the edge. You know, well, and that for sure with me, that is a thing, you know, in in looking things up. And that's why I need to stop. And Matt's told me to, Justin's told me to, everybody's told me to, don't look things up. Because what right, you'll tend to do, especially if you have this uh, health OCD-ish kind of situation, is you'll see whatever the worst thing ever is. <laughs> like WebMD is the worst thing ever for Cody, by the way. Your anxiety like, then can create many of those symptoms. You know, like it caused me to have numb fingers and hands. Uh, and it can do all uh, crazy headaches, things. nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, stress. Almost everything. Issues. Yeah. Anxiety will create that, especially in the short term. When you start having too much diarrhea or too much vomiting, you throw off the electrolytes in your body, which will create real problems. And, and that's, I have usually snowballs. you get about a week or two into it before you almost kind of like exhaust yourself, get a good night's sleep, eat a real meal or two, and then you almost like reset. But that's a really hard thing to do to your body because it doesn't matter if it's real or not. And Cody knows that. Like we've talked about it. It's that his body is processing this thing as if it was real, as if he was handed the worst diagnosis of his life. So he is experiencing nausea because he was just throwing up in the bathroom before he called me. You know, he is experiencing these GI symptoms. Those are very real. Um, So it doesn't matter. Perception really is reality. So if his anxiety fixates on this particular, like I think one day it was fixated on your nausea. And I didn't think we were going to record anything. I didn't think we were going to get anything done that day. And we're in this room. We're in our rooms. It's hot. It's gross. We're miserable. And Cody is sick. And he doesn't want to stop. I, I, I don't know how to. He's like, I just want to keep going. It'll keep my mind off of it. You're just miserable. You're ashen colored. I'm like, oh, God, what do we? I, I don't even know what you do. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Let's just keep recording. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the next episode. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah we're laughing now but at the time i was really worried yeah i mean that's the thing uh like now looking back the past month it's like oh wow that was a crazy month that was like why and i and that's the thing with me i'm able to realize that but in the moment i'm not i think it was interesting in talking with the therapist and all of these things were not necessarily surprising i will say the control issue was a little surprising just initially but as i think about it i'm like oh no that makes sense and but all of this all puzzles and clicks together all these reasons for my anxiety all are interconnected and the the control piece you know of me being controlling uh 
and maybe be a lot of the background because of TV cause that, but uh, when it comes to health issues or other anxiety issues, there is that element of unknown. There's also that element of I'm not in control of this issue. If there is something wrong or there isn't something wrong or even death, I'm not in control of that at all. So all of it is all of it does connect in that, uh, you know, I'm out of control. I'm not in control of the situation. I, I'm worried of the unknown. Uh, so it was interesting to see. But I will have to say that, like, uh, the the control thing was like initially it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, um, most real. The, the story that I think most about the control is you texted David and I a story and we both of us took Justin's side. It was when you guys were building the chicken coop and Justin wanted to measure and you're like, no, fuck it. This, oh, that's it, right. And you wanted to do it your way. And I'm like, Cody, that is not how you built something. And you're like, it's fine. I think Justin might be a little frustrated, but I know I'm right on it. And I thought you were kidding at first. <laughs> So I was like, oh, LOL. And I read it out loud to David. Now, normally in these playful situations, one of us is the Cody and one of us <laughs> is Justin. In this yeah. case, we were both like, no, Justin's right, you little psychopath. What are you doing? What do you mean you didn't measure twice and cut once? And you're like, and I was just like, well, okay, I'm not going to take y'all's uh, information. To That's exactly what account. you said. To me. You're like, I'm ignoring your reality and substituting my own. And off he trails. And but honestly, <laughs> Um, we were going to do an episode this season. We're probably going to wait till summer because we're at finals now for me and I'm like here. But um, where we have Justin on and because I didn't know if you'd go for it. I didn't know if Justin would go for it. I'm really excited about that episode. We're going to have Justin do an episode with us, not live. I don't think we're going to put every put put you guys through that. Um, but we'll record it. And um, to for Justin to be able to kind of talk about his side of what he sees. And because I'm on, you guys only hear my opinion. And I'm just his friend, like a thousand miles away. Or I think I'm like, what, 1500 miles away from you, something like that. Uh, so, so, far, so far, getting um, Justin's kind of feelings and opinions. And, you know, he's known Cody a really long time. And we want to talk to him about what it's like being with the oldest living twink in history. So it's super, <laughs> I think it gets super great insight. <laughs> you, you know uh, i think it will be because i think it's interesting especially uh, obvious t- tons of topics we can talk about but we were talking about the anxiety thing it'd be it's interesting because like i was i was asking him like when i started taking medicine i was like did you notice like because here's the deal for me i, I i'm in the moment so obviously i can't say one way or the other but right. as matt has mentioned like he can tell like if something's wrong or if my anxiety is spiking or when it stops and it's interesting. Uh, this is be like interesting normal. to hear his this, thoughts. How you're being right now, like you're excited to talk, you're excited to share and be interactive. This is the Cody I see whenever we talk about projects, when we're recording, when we before we start recording, before TV Cody turns on. This is this is the Cody I am used to seeing. Or have you guys seen him get drunk on camera? You know, like. <laughs> we continue. My I'm TV, sorry. my TV controlling behavior. <laughs> it's okay okay let's let's look at some of these comments because we've just been like no, talking a um, lot so yeah so also hi everyone thank you so much for joining us we kind of jumped into this because this is the first time we weren't sure we we're even going to be free today i'm here because the school closed the building for easter so i'm actually home today um, uh so chris says uh going back i try to be open about my anxiety and let people know when i'm having a lot of anxiety talking to other people seems to help get my mind off of it sometimes but i have a really bad days especially lately exactly right 
I'm not going to share too much because Chris and I talk about this and we have at length. Um, I'm not going to talk about much because I don't want to accidentally put his own business out there because that would be super freaking rude. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, this is very much, I think, Chris, you kind of go a different, slightly different direction. But the tenacity of what gets in your head, you describe similar things that I think a lot of us, we all, well, most of us, I think we're all just an anxious bunch right now. But um, that is, you describe similar things, you use similar words and lingo that Cody uses when he's talking to me about it. And to answer your question about the ghost behind me, David is sitting on the couch stretched out playing video games. See you guys. <laughs> um, so it's his uh, six foot three ass behind me moving blankets around. Oh, he uh, heard that. He's got his noise-canceling headphones on. Johnny says that it has become desperately apparent that you two are in dire need of a social media manager. With we that are. said, I'll take on the role for a reasonable salary. <laughs> I agree. Um, well, uh, one day when we have that money. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah Cast does not pay us. <laughs> uh, Keith um, says, uh, hi, guys. Sorry, I'm late. I had to get McDonald's. No judgment, please. Oh, my gosh. So that's the one thing I haven't. I haven't uh, since I was anxious. I was changing the way I was eating. And I didn't eat certain things. Matt has his McDonald's here drink. Uh, I uh, so I haven't months. Okay, I haven't eaten uh, like a lot of fast food stuff, or even like eating out at restaurants. I was eating certain things at home and everything. Uh, so it's nice to kind of be now like going out and eating certain different things that are really delicious. So yes, McDonald's yeah, I haven't got to tell you, I love your hair like this, like this. Like I love the color like so much it's giving me very like uh i frosted my long hair in 2003 <laughs> and grew it out and i'm kind of living for it for you uh, oh my goodness i'm about to cut it <laughs> uh to my knowledge it goes hand in hand with depression i have been on wellbutrin for years it's true um keith is very open with it about his anxiety with us and um in our house uh it's a very open topic our mental health is you know we talk about it openly because while Keith is here with us, while we finished nursing school and we're just here during this time period, we're helpful. We try to support each other as best we can. And, um, you know, like Keith had to have some dental work done recently. And I would love to have him on just to talk about how he doesn't remember the day because of the meds because um, he had to have IV sedation. And he oh. was hilarious all day. Um, uh I did. Yeah, I do think uh, it goes hand in hand. Like I was saying, I didn't want to get out of bed. Uh, so I think. Uh, I, I mean, I did not talk to my doctor necessarily. I did talk to her about this, but we didn't discuss it in deeply. But I would say that would be like a very slight, mild case of depression and that uh, I just didn't feel like doing anything. And I just like, you know, was like... It's an ugly cycle. N- nothing was wanting... Um, I didn't want to do anything. I felt down I, about it. I remember I, three years ago, I hit a brick wall. I literally shut down for about three and a half weeks. And I didn't hardly move out of bed. I st- I took video during that time, like when I started to come around a little bit. And I didn't know what to do with what I was thinking. I didn't understand what was happening to me. So I took a video and I had recorded an assignment for class three weeks prior, right? Like the day or two before Mm -hmm. it hit and the difference in my face, like my cheeks were really puffy and swollen and um, I hadn't even been crying or anything. I just was so depressed. I had barely moved for three weeks. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to interact. And it was like this brick wall I'd slammed right into and I didn't know what to do. And that was the final straw of me writing my resignation and deciding I had to make a change. Even if it crushed me financially, I was done. And I wasn't going to, I was not going to be able to continue 
standard corporate life. Yeah. Um, Chris um, says, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, uh, depression, anxiety does affect your physical appearance. I do remember yes. um, when I first moved here, um, I was good all summer, but in the fall, I had like uh, the first bit of anxiety where I felt like a lot of pressure on my chest and it lasted like weeks and never let up. Um, and I never, I didn't, well, I, th- I thought it was something bad, but um, uh, I didn't think it was a heart attack or anything heart related. Um, I, I, really? I, really, I was going to, I'm no, I, surprised. no, I thought it was like some I kind of thought. like, I thought it would have been, I was thinking it was like some kind of esophageal uh, cancer or something. I was going to cancer apparently. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, but at the time, again, I probably wasn't eating a lot. Um, but uh, Justin, oh, wait, and uh, Gabe, I think remembers this too. And I think I'll have to pull some pictures and like post them or send them to you. But uh, <laughs> I, I uh, they always say that I look like, um, uh, like I was just been doing drugs for like months <laughs> because I had like really dark uh, shadows under my eyes. And I guess I was just very like gaunt looking. Um, right. Well, t- you also tend, people tend to stop drinking water and eating enough and you start to dehydrate and that will hollow you right out. You know, your you weight might not even raisin. change. Your, yeah. Your weight might not even really change too much more than five, 10 pounds. And for an adult, that's not really a lot. But when you stop drinking enough water and eating and drinking some of the right things, it just does terrible damage to you. Um, and Chris says, I've been seeing a new therapist every week and she's been trying to help me. We're only four weeks in. I feel better. But a couple of days later, I'm back to 100%. I mean, it takes time. You know, it's, you know, you got to think you're working through whatever you're going through didn't start yesterday. My grandmother always told me, um, like, when I came out of the divorce, she's like, if it took you a year to fall in that hole, it's going to take you about two years to climb out of it. And it just seemed insurmountable. And that, you know, that it went along with the depression of said divorce too, by the way, (laughs) it was all (laughs) remarkably tied together. But for me personally, what I found that worked that once I kind of like how you said you made that action plan, you kind of started to take that step. When I took those first few, and they were baby steps, it was like that first tiny bit of relief. It was like the first thing I had done in months that took away some stress rather than added a pile to it. You know, it was like half step forward, like half step forward kind of thing and mm-hmm. no steps back for the first time. And I was like, okay. And that, that was kind of then in that two years, it didn't take two, three years, but as the momentum started going, as I started to get better and kind of find that confidence again, I mean, I, I have obviously had terrible days. I mean, there was a whole ass suicide attempt there. Like, you know, things were really ugly at one point, but the momentum carried forward, you know, things moved and that seemed to help weirdly more. Even if the day didn't go forward, it went sideways. I was like, well, at least it didn't go 10 step backwards, you know? Yeah. But it took a while for me to get that perspective back. Cause I would say it to myself, but I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think when you when we talk about anxiety, um, especially or or any mental health issue um, and when you're going to talk to a therapist or even what some meds can do to help that help that situation um, is you're basically having to like retrain your brain how it's working, because, you know, like for me, you know, if I've been having anxiety in some way or another, since like second grade, that's as far as back I can remember being like, 
getting anxious about something and it would make me throw up. Um, and, and that seems to be a pattern throughout my life, uh, in certain circumstances, uh, that is a whole lot of time that my brain has been processing things a certain way. So when you process stress or you process anxiety or certain things that trigger that in a certain way, but you've been doing it all your life or many, many years, uh, obviously now you're going to have to retrain your brain to be like, Oh, when this it's happens, hard. I'm not dying. You know, and it, you know, it, it, it's a process that's going to, it's literally like when you come time. out, if you've come from a family that like a lot of us come from families that they, they don't care that we're gay per se, but it's basically not talked about. But like all my cousins that are happily married with kids, they're just like, they can do no wrong. And I'm just like the one they feel sorry for. And I'm like, hi, I don't have to wipe the ass of three kids that you don't even seem to care about. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks. But when you just got to pick up silent, vomit off the floor, right? When part of that's what my <laughs> patients are for. When um, part, part of you is silenced, you are so acutely aware of yourself, but somehow in all the worst ways. And the people that should be supporting you are without saying it even half the time are a constant reminder that you aren't yourself 100% of the time. And when you can't be yourself 100% of the time, I think of it like we're like 60 70% water, you know, um, water will always carve a way through and it's going to be itself. Whoever you are, no matter what you do, it's going to come exploding out at some point, whether it's screaming at somebody over Thanksgiving or walking off and never speaking to a certain person again. It just, who you are is going to be who you are. And when you're trying to overcome something like anxiety or something that is tangling you up, it's complete retraining. You know, you see people that, you know, quit smoking or have to lose a lot of weight from like medical reasons. They know their numbers are way up here. They know they're not healthy. They know they need to do something, but their body is still telling them, you know, they're competing with so many factors and it does so mm -hmm. much. It can do so much damage to you and it can take a while to overcome that, you know? And yeah, I think we need more services in our country that encourage people to work through it. And that there is a brighter light on the other side of it. But how do you get there when you constantly just have people saying generic bullshit like, go out of your head. Have you tried touching grass? You know, have you tried touching anything? Bitch, you want to touch because, oh my God, shut the fuck. You know, that's like the thing you think when people are saying their nonsense. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have absolutely told Cody, I've asked Cody, have you gotten to do anything lately? I don't mean go outside and touch grass, but I mean what's your schedule looked like this week? You know, like, um, you know, like he said, did Justin notice? I'm sure Justin noticed, you know, <laughs> there was no question yeah. when I've gone off my own defense, David has absolutely noticed. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, that's one of the things, uh, uh, that my therapist said that I should try, uh, DBT, uh, and so she basically asked me when I start having anxiety, what do I feel? What, what is the first initial thoughts? And uh, I say like worry and scared uh, in these in, in, in the most recent instance. And she was like, okay, what is the opposite of that? And I was like, content, happy. And she was like, what makes you content or happy? And I was like, going outside, sitting down by the water uh, fall or listening to the birds chirp or working in the garden. She was like, okay, when you start feeling that, go do that. So like, 
in my instance, she's like, do the opposite. So do something that makes you content or do something that makes you happy when you very, very first start uh, feeling those feelings, because then it may not take the anxiety away, but instead of like making scalding hot water uh, with your anxiety, this is temperate and you'll have lukewarm. It's still going to be warm, but it's not going to be scalding hot where you can't stand it anymore. Right. So you want to try opposite, to get things that trigger you down to like a normal, lots of things that trigger people that have anxiety trigger everybody. It's getting it back to that normal level of, oh, there's a spot on my arm. I should look at that. Doctor says it's fine. Cool. You know, and walking <laughs> off, not fixating on it. It's not that mm-hmm. you don't want somebody to care about that thing. It's if, if, the, if what you should care about it is between a four and a six, it's bringing it down from a 12 to that six. Because, yeah. you know, that's... And I think one of the things I've had friends have told me, they were like, I just don't want to worry about anything anymore because they're so used to everything, you know, becoming a nine or 10 or 12 out of 10. They have no relief. They don't sleep at night. They don't get, you know, everybody gets to that point. Everybody has sleepless nights where the daunting weight of their lives is crushing them. And it's 4am and you're like, Oh my God, why did I say that in second grade? And, you know, obviously I'm speaking about something I said in second grade, by the way, this is, you know, we, we all do it. It's when yeah. it's something to the point where it's interrupting your life, whether you're conscious of it or unconscious of it is when, you know, like, you know, when it's becoming a problem for you, you're very aware of it. Like you said, rational mind says, this is what's up. And the rest of you is like, Okay, but have you thought about why? And then he's off to the races. Chris, it sounds stupid, but I have anxiety when I push a buggy at Publix. Excuse me. And one of my assignments was to go to the store and push a buggy and think about why I'm having anxiety over this. And it, I mean, that's like a classic face your fears. And, you know, like Chris said, there's no worst case scenario about pushing a buggy through the store. And also like in Chris's scenario, like in Chris's case, he lives on the island. I can't go home and visit Chris anymore. Like we, we all used to live there. This was a normal thing. And I've noticed that a lot of us that have anxiety, I think we've always had it. I just think those help when we all had healthy social connections back in the day, I think it helped keep us all in check because sometimes I, I, sometimes you've told me that when you're feeling really stressed, you'll text me and we'll be talking about something totally random. And then later you'll tell me I was just in a moment when I texted you, but after talking about something, it helped me kind of get back to the whole, okay, that was not that big of a deal. And I don't know why my brain was doing that. So I just tried to do something else. And I think when you have healthy social connections and a good, healthy social schedule, it helps you. It's like a healthy structure. It's not a from nine to five, I do this, this, and this, and this. It's going and doing healthy, fun things with your friends or yourself and having those things that reaffirm that you are a good person and that you are doing things for yourself. And, you know, it's that day in day out monotony that, you know, makes it worse. And then you start dwelling on, Oh fuck, why am I here? And then, yeah, you know, it Uh, doesn't have to be rational for it to fuck your day up. Yeah, not at all. I've Uh, set up like this, but I have mindset up to let you know when my heart rate is higher than it should be. When my anxiety is high, it goes off a lot. Oh, Cody, want to tell them about why, uh, yeah, this was a great conversation. Uh, Do you remember when you got this? Yeah, so I love tracking everything in my health. I love tracking <laughs> everything in my health. Uh, I do that. Yeah. Uh, so when I, 
I guess, thankfully, I don't know <laughs> when my anxiety gets up, my heart doesn't uh, race. Uh, obviously, some people do have that more uh, Mine does. more pan- more panic uh, attacks kind of feeling. Uh, there's been periods where that's gotten there, but it hasn't been super, super extreme, thankfully, because then obviously that would be another thing for me to worry about, even though there's a reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love tracking everything about my health. And I, I do think ultimately that is a very important situation. The Apple Watch um, is able to track things. And I do, it is important because it does give you some trend lines. So it, over time, if you have a trend, uh, trend line of losing weight, it'll let you know. So if you know that you've not been doing something to lose weight, that might be something you talk with your doctor. Or if you see a trend line of your heart rate going up for more extended times, it'll tell you you've had that trend rate for more time. And those are important things. So I do I do love that. Uh, Keith says... Yeah, when Cody uh, got that, I was like, Cody, are you sure? That was one of the things you've done that I was like, is this a good idea? And you're like, no, 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 it's perfect to track. And I'm like, Cody, I don't know. I was really worried. I think that's one of the few like things you've done that I was like... This can't be good. I remember reading the text out loud and David was like, is that a good idea for him? Does, does Justin know he's done this to himself? Like, will this help him? Or stress him? Because obviously you want to know these things, but at the same time, can it accidentally trigger you into a fixation, which could trigger an episode, which vital signs. It def- can, it, yeah, it can be a slippery slope. And of it course, out of concern, can. I was like, yeah, I definitely can. I think that's what's important about uh, not looking the day to day, but looking at the trends. They also say this with concerning weight when you if you're trying to lose weight or if you're not, you know, which can be a concern. Um, look at the trends, not a day to day, because your day to day weight is going to fluctuate no matter what. It's a trend right. over a month, a trend over two, three, six months, etc. Um, so that, I think that's important. Keith says males especially don't speak about it. That is true, and I, I think that's why it's important to speak out. Thankfully, a lot of younger generations are more open uh, uh, to speaking out. Chris says, I feel like a lot of times when I try to reach out to people to calm me down, they stop talking to me because they tell me I need to get out of my head, but it makes my anxiety worse in that situation. Yes, I feel you on that. I get that completely. Uh, I think that's why it's important, and this isn't going to be everybody you, that you speak with or anybody you think that you're close with. There will be those handful of people, though, that you – will learn over time that you can trust and that who, who won't uh, say those certain things. That's why I talked about uh, in that episode that we released in earlier in this episode um, in that initially I, oh, I was concerned uh, that I was bothering people or you, whatever it may be, or certain things they would say back to me might be weird or I might take them a different wrong way than they may have wanted or whatever. Right. It may that's be. an important thing to note. Like, um, but, uh, over time, you'll find the, that core group, a core group of people, a few people here and there that you will learn to trust. That's not everybody because everybody is different and some people are just horrible people. Um, and some people also just don't understand. Some right. people don't understand what they're saying is even going to maybe trigger you in some some way that is a negative way. They may feel like they are helping you um, and, you know... That's just kind of one of those things. And it, that's also because we don't speak a lot about mental health. So some people just don't understand. A lot of times people, the only time they have an experience with it is when it's the other person's experiencing it to the point where it's bubbled up to the surface so harshly, like so hard, uh, so badly that it's just spewing out. And they're like, where the hell did this come from? Because they don't have any idea how 
people sometimes aren't as good of a friend as they think they are. And some people aren't as good of a listener as they think they are. And some people aren't as good of a communicator as they think they are. And I would absolutely consider myself guilty of all uh, not being as good at those things. But because I know that, I always ask Cody after, like, we've had a conversation, like, did, how did you interpret that like, you, I'm, I'm here to help do, am I listening right? Did I hear you right? Like, I ask Cody, am I understanding this is what's bothering you right mm-hmm. now? You know, it's called reflective, it's being reflective. And sometimes in the moment when I've responded, if I'm still not sure, I was like, this is what I meant by that. Did I understand what you're telling me? You know, and sometimes just getting Cody to my own dumbassery is getting Cody to explain in detail what he means, not because I'm being a pain in his ass, but because I maybe don't understand because we're on text message. And sometimes when you can explain it to me in detail, it makes you think of other things that you're like, oh, wait. So uh, that's not me being therapeutic. I'm just a little dumb. And I was trying to understand. And, it, and he ended up helping himself. I was just the wall. I yeah, was just I mean... Like, <laughs> that's the other thing when when you are talking to friends and whatever that i've learned and initially i didn't but over time as i have talked to people develop things learn things about my anxiety how what best works what doesn't work etc you know it's like y'all aren't professional therapists and so you know you're not always going to say the right things or do the right things or respond right. the way. And even a therapist may not respond the way because they're wanting to get something out of you and see what is causing that root issue. Um, so yeah, it's a crazy thing. Uh, Keith says, uh, I convinced myself that I had ovarian cancer. Thanks, WebMD. Yes, I know, mean, right? <laughs> I have a hangnail. I think it's something. <laughs> Clearly a hysterical pregnancy. You know, <laughs> like what, what I saw a meme that me, I, I did. I don't even think I sent it to you, Cody, because I was afraid of setting you off because I think you're having a bad day. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I have a headache, WebMD, and it'll be your last. And you're like, <laughs> you know, I uh, keep also, <laughs> Keith also says, I'm glad you guys are talking tackling this topic. So many people are scared to talk about depression and anxiety. It's so much more common than people realize. I think the Talking about mental health and mental illness, a lot of times it's used as an insult. And even like Cody jokes around about it a lot with me. But there are days when it when it when the episode is happening, it's not a fucking joke. But him being like when I've noticed large periods of improvement, though, because I do remember at one point it was just like episode after episode, like mini episodes. So Mm -hmm. between the skin episode and last month. That's like three years, two, three years. Yeah. Um, you know, and then so we went through we, COVID, which was a big thing that I didn't yeah, get okay. any anxiety. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's one, yeah, the back the donut episode. I was like 12 over. Well, 10. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, uh-huh. I wasn't super, I wasn't anxious about that. I was like pissed off. <laughs> right. You were being ridiculous. And that wasn't your anxiety. You were just being ridiculous. And I was over it. (laughs) Um, It was quite a day. It was quite a day. I finally had donuts, though. I haven't had donuts since, like, January. I finally got donuts. By the way, everybody, Krispy Kreme donuts. If there's a Krispy Kreme donuts near you, every Wednesday for the next three weeks, they're going to be the price for a national average of gas, which this week was $4.44, but I already had some points. So I only had to pay, like, $2.61 for a dozen donuts. And uh, normally they're like $15. So if you want donuts and you have a Krispy Kreme every Wednesday for the next three weeks, they're going to be super cheap. I loved them. I was finally glad that I had donuts again. 
Um, yeah, I think it, it, yeah, it's a thing that isn't talked about a lot. I, I again, we're like taught I, not I'm, to talk about it. We're taught to internalize it. We're taught. And, um, I'm sure this is some personality issue of mine. This is not growth. This is just, I have a detached personality and it's probably from trauma and damage. And I should probably talk to a therapist about that too, but well, my brain doesn't better help me. Matt <laughs> a free month. <laughs> thanks to Justin Bieber anymore to not do my best to be my authentic self 100% of the time. And that can be problematic. <laughs> Cody's like, yes, yes, it can be. <laughs> but at the same time, part of, of that is I do my best to encourage everybody around me to be themselves at all times. That doesn't mean if I know something's up, I'm not going to pry it out of you. That's not what I mean by it. It's that being that person that if you want to talk about it, by all means, but if you don't want to talk about it, don't take it out on me. You know, yeah. If you I can't think... talk right now, don't. You know, but don't. But then if I say, okay, well, if you don't want to talk about that, do you want to watch this movie? And then you yell at me, we're not doing that either. Um, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like I said, I think that's one of the things younger generations, like our generation and generations below us, younger generations. Um, are definitely more open to mental health, speaking out about mental health. Um, well, they as see we're, it lived out on TV. They see it live. Whereas the older parts of our generation, until we were like 15 or so, 15 to 18, we saw what our family showed us on the news or if we watched the news independently. Then social media hit when you and I were like 18, 19, and we started to see how much happens in the world and how all these piddly things that people say were a big deal weren't and that your own health mentally, physically, emotionally, how much it matters. And when people are out of balance on that, they literally lose their shit. They will literally mm -hmm. just go off an edge and it's so hard for them to come back. So the focus on taking care of yourself in a healthy way has really, I think long-term will be a really good thing. Um, because the generations behind us, I think are going to be more connected. Whereas we have a disconnect from Gen X. We have a big disconnect from, um, the boomer generation. Um, whereas Those dang boomers. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Because, um, you know, uh, just as your normal health is important and mental health is important, um, to keep an eye on and keep aware of certain things. Uh, I do think it's talked about more, like you said, uh, you know, you had like uh, Selena Gomez talking a lot openly. And so that allows uh, younger people to be like, oh, well, she pretty much has everything if you're looking at it from the outside, but she still suffers from the same thing that I am. Right. You know, she so there's a relation. And seeing very like A-list celebrities not just talk about, oh, I, I remember some celebrity released something about how she's been handling quarantine and it was like day four. And I'm like, shut up okay. Vanessa Hudgens but like, but like <laughs> I think it was Selma Blair talking about how she has MS and she still made public appearances she didn't hide she was very open mm -hmm. about how she went through chemo to see if it would help her all the treatments and how it cost her her hair and her health and how bad she feels and she falls and you know this is somebody who has access to all the resources you can imagine that we typically don't and she's still expressing you know how she struggles with her voice and talking and interacting and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in a way of kindness, not, 
well, it sucks to be y'all. I got the money for this. You know, yeah. she's open about how, no, you have to take care of yourself. And I think when you see people that are on a large, I don't like idolizing celebrities. I don't think it's a healthy thing. But looking to somebody for a good example can be a, can be a really good thing. So seeing people that are well off saying, no, this does affect me too. I ha- they're, they're acknowledging that they have everything and they have resources, but that doesn't make their brain think they're perfect. You know, some people do. Some people really are egomaniacs, but, you know, it affects, it can affect everybody. PTSD can come for everybody. You know, I think in our country, people largely think of PTSD as uh, an, the aftermath of war because our country has been openly at war for God, all, like most of our lives, you know? And um, mm. so people don't see, they don't think about it as recovering from an abusive relationship or traumatic family relationships. If all you know is being pushed under your family's thumb and then suddenly you're 25 and you're like, I can make this decision. You're going to feel sick to your stomach when you go out at 1030 at night because you're thinking you're going to get in trouble because you've lived that way your whole life. You know, it's going to resurge and the trauma will come back and it, and you're fine then because you're processing it. But when everything's calm, it will come for you again. And learning how to deal with it, I think the the younger generations and behind us are going to continue doing better because they're seeing that they don't have to be their parents. They don't have to be their grandparents if they don't want to be. It's okay to be your own person. Well, and the thing is, it's ultimately you're not alone. Like I like I mentioned, like there's so many people that afterwards experiencing it. Yeah, that afterwards I've seen that take Zoloft on a regular basis and it's just part of their life and it's helped them tremendously. Uh, so like uh, I would just now, you know, I've, I've said this before, but then I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually then do it. I always said it, but I didn't do it uh, in that going to talk to your doctor about getting some medicine to help with your depression or anxiety and then going to speak to a therapist about your anxiety or depression or whatever it may be and have them help you work through the process of that I think is really important don't be ashamed of it it's totally normal and like I'm telling you (laughs) when you start doing it and you start actually start feeling better and then you look back and you're like wow should have done it a long time ago but at least I'm doing it now right but it's better to take a step today than worry about whether you should have done it 30 years ago Everybody has that thing. They're like, oh, wow, I should have done done that. But I'm telling you, do it because uh, it's amazing (laughs) and it makes you feel so much better. Uh, Chris says, um, I'm uh, I always feel like I'm bothering people. Another thing my therapist and I are working on. Yes, Chris, like I said, that's uh, I used to feel that way so much. It's only been in the last like three years or so that uh, with like Matt and Justin and Gabe that I have not felt that way. But before that with them, I did. Uh, and it took time and it took, it just took a lot of time for me. Yeah, And it only um, even came up because I noticed you were, you were like dancing around a subject or something. And I'm like, would you spit it out? What's going on? Are you okay? And you're like, I just, I feel a little anxious. I was like, all right, join the club. Let's do it. What's, what's on your, what's in your head, you know? And cause I don't ask how you are, to hear the wind blow, you know, I, you know, I want to know, and Chris has experienced this with me that, you know, 
And he's expressed a similar concerns that he feels like he's bothering me. And, um, you know, I've told him in private and publicly that, you know, you're not bothering me. And he's like, all right, buckle up. I'm like, sir, I've been ready for this right since I was born. <laughs> uh, you're fine. <laughs> you know, but it's again, it's reassurance because I need it too. I am no different. I require the same, you know, the same thing from y'all, even though you guys provide it to me in different forms. Um, because you guys have probably experienced when, if you try to comfort me in the way I talk, if I try to, if you try to talk to me the way I talk to you guys that you guys prefer, I'll just freak out at you. Cause I'll be like, you're not listening to me. And I will tell you that you're not listening to me, you know? So everybody's different. <laughs> Cody's like, <laughs> you're like, yes, I can just see Keith sitting at his keyboard right now, staring like, yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but no, you're never and like to me, you guys are never a burden. And um like I I, I always just, say I always say to people if you want to talk to me about anxiety and if like you anybody can talk to me about anxiety and I will listen to them and it you won't bother me at all. But for my friends who are close friends and if they talk to me about certain things like that, I'm like, yeah, you're not bothering me. First of all, if you're going to try to get rid of me with your telling me about your anxiety, it's not going to work. You're going to have to do a lot more to right. <laughs> get rid of yeah. me because you're kind of stuck with me. So <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to want to get you. away. You're probably like, no, I don't want you anymore. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. Like <laughs> I am not at all stressed by that. But then when the one girl in class wanted to come study, she goes, I'm not really a cat person. I was like, then you don't need to come over. <laughs> and then later, like two hours later, she's like, no, it really doesn't bother me. I'm like, that's fine. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You know, so, you know, y'all are fine. Don't you worry. Just don't insult my girls. <laughs> and like the classmate is not allergic, by the way. She just wanted to make a point of saying that. And I was like, well, I have a point to make, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, everybody, uh, we we went like two hours today, but uh, normally right. do an hour, obviously, nice everybody. Yes, I'm glad everybody's everybody is still here and um we're still here. We're uh new episode will come out on Wednesday, the anxiety episode. We will we will like I said, we're going to do an update to that anxiety episode in which uh we kind of already talked a lot of it about here actually. Um but uh we'll that talk with Justin. <laughs> well, well, this is this a is... way more updated one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the episode we were going to do as a sequel, but we just did it. Uh, you'll see the prequel on Wednesday uh, before I had the anxiety. It's going to be like a, like a Marvel scene. Like if we if everybody waits like 30 seconds after our credits, you'll see like some little scene that's like somehow the trailer for it. Um, and then uh, we will uh, probably in the summer or the end of this uh, spring season, we'll have the episode where Justin and we'll talk to him about like the anxiety and living with me and dealing with me um uh that i'm not a bothersome person but um <laughs> i'm here uh maybe bothersome in other areas not concerning my anxiety yeah I, <laughs> I will say we, we were talking about being in control we're redoing the garden area we're building a section building with wood and um uh he, he told me to send him the uh dimensions because we're building like a uh, like basically like a triangle, but not like a normal like triangle uh, with equal equal uh, sides or uh, equal. Um, what is that called? 
degrees. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he said, he said, send me the dimensions and I will tell you how you, what degree you need to cut each angle. Well, I, I went ahead and put one part up and then I sent him the things and he sent me the, the degrees and then I couldn't cut it that way on the saw because it was like 70 degrees and the saw only went to 45 degrees. So then I kind of just like did something myself <laughs> and then he was, came out to help me and he was like, I was like, yeah, I already cut this, but this is, this. <laughs> it's like, I was like, this is not how my brain works. I don't like, I'm not going to draw this out. I'm just going to cut it and do it. And that's what happened. Like Matt was talking about with the chicken coop the other time. I, the way I do things, I just do it and see it and cut and go. Uh, we actually have a neighbor across the street who they're kind of do, redoing the front of their house. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of going with it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, me and you, me and you. Yes, this is how we do it. Uh, I'm very, very visual. I'm just like, when I built the other chicken coop, it was just like. I want to point out that he's visual did and did it wrong. <laughs> he visualized it. Did it <laughs> no, I cut it perfectly. I, I just did it a way that like. I didn't like measure it out beforehand. I put one post, cut it, decided how I wanted to do it, d- laid the piece of wood, drew a line, cut that. Uh, maybe the other way would have been easier. I don't know. Uh, again, the oh, saw didn't, didn't go. Okay. 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 You didn't do what you kind of described. I was thinking like you full on went. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> That's I just didn't. Yourself. Like, I don't do things beforehand. Like I won't draw them out and be like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. I just kind of start doing it and be like, second step. Okay, this needs to be this degree. Let's figure out how are we going to do that? Where are we going to cut it? Uh, I do I do different steps, I guess, as opposed to like, okay, let's plan this out. This is going to be 12 inches, one foot, certain degrees. Anyway, uh, so my little control issues, I guess, took over. That was before before I knew about, about the control issue, though. Um, anyway, everybody, uh, Chris says, love you guys. Uh, I'm glad we talked a lot about this. Everything will be okay. Yes. Again, Wednesday, everybody, the prequel episode of Anxiety. And we'll get, a, we'll get an episode recorded um, with Justin soon. My yeah. finals are done on May 10th. So I just, we, I might not be back until after that. Um, I and have some everybody- exciting news, but I can't, I have to share it with Cody after we're off because I, we, we got to stop. It's been two hours. I but. know. <laughs> also, the other thing, we haven't talked about so many things because uh, everything and you've been busy. I've been in bed. Um, but like <laughs> there's new, new Marvel shows out. Moon Knight, everybody watch Moon Knight. Second season of Upload is up. What? Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah, I, I, I I've not, only watched. I I've only watched two episodes. I need to finish All of Us Are Dead. And then I can get to that. But I can't do that until... Um, uh until school is over i've got three more weeks three and a half weeks um so much everybody we'll talk about it we'll talk we'll create some new shit (laughs) so everybody uh wednesday uh listen to the episode uh youtube version will be up and audio version uh everywhere you get your podcast but until then everybody uh we hope you all have a great weekend i'm gonna go get a burrito because it's friday night uh tomorrow we're gonna go wine tasting the first time i had wine like in a long time so uh yeah So everybody, uh, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast.
And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. <laughs>